Today is the show for you if you have been listening for some time and you have realized, yes, oh my goodness, my thoughts are the same or I seem to be thinking the same stuff and again and again and maybe you're working yourself up about it. And what does this have to do with running? How does it affect your performance? Hang in there, we have a great couple of minutes coming up right after the intro. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Stop, pause, explore your own thoughts. Yep, that's today's topic. (laughs) Hi, yes, Heiko is my name, H-E-I-K-O. Who are we? What are we all about? Especially if you are a new listener. Very, very simple. This podcast is all about helping you become a better runner, mentally a stronger runner. Why mentally? Well, because the compression socks, they are cool, I know, but they don't improve your own performance. Those runner's sunglasses. Hey, let me just go off. Let me just... Have you seen that ad on Facebook recently? It's a certain brand and it's like got five essential features that are absolutely vital for a runner. You know, after reading that ad or just scrolling past it, it makes you realize you need it. You know, I didn't know it existed five minutes ago, but now I know I need it because it's going to be that automatic qualifier for Boston, Berlin. And most probably with those shades, I'm going to make the Olympic team soon. (laughs) That's how convincing it seems to be. And that's all a distraction, isn't it? It's all things that go inside your brain. It's all things that occupy your thoughts because those ads are very well written. And the compression socks, the shoes, the compression shirt, the water bottle, the the iPhone carrying, the perfect tool for carrying your smartphone whilst running, all these things, they take up mental space. Hey, and in this show, we don't talk about the latest shoes or the five best strength exercises or or the the secret every runner should know nope it's all about headspace clearing it up developing focus which will then lead to a more effective training which then effective training obviously leads to a improve in run performance again clearing up the thoughts developing focus advanced endurance coaching um, we have a set of courses that are also available for runners that want to really deep dive and learn very powerful mental techniques how to cope with those nerves just before the race how to refocus when at kilometer 15 or 20 you're ready to give up or how to get out of procrastination or a training slump or a training slump that's been going on for far too long and how to finally become a a regular runner. It's all available hypnorun.com. It's a it's a registered brand reset. It means it's based on cognitive behavior tools from right down using tools from hypnosis all the way down to NLP and it's all adapted for runners. Now, how did it all come about? You know, there's so many run coaches that are teaching the same thing. I mean, the vital or the essential process to help runners achieve their goals. And and it's good things that they're teaching, but still there there are so many runners out there that are struggling and many runners they jump from one training method to the next. And with the rise of these apps, I don't even want to know the percentage of apps that are paid for that are not being used. You know, before it was training plans, the one you got in the middle or in the back section of your favorite running magazine. Week one, you know, start with this up to week 20 from zero to hero workouts. Monday, rest day, Tuesday, slow run. You know, you remember those? So whether it's apps or traditional training plans, you know, too many people are not following through what they actually already paid for. Or even runners that attend workshops, paid a lot of money, 
invested time and then it sort of faded out. Why? Because something else came inside their brain and took their attention. And this is the topic of this podcast. By the way, there are also some books available on this topic on Amazon. And you're going to go to Amazon anyway later on, aren't you? So if you want to have a little bit deep dive, just um, enter Brain Training for Runners. Enter my name, Heiko, Heiko Stribble. If you, again, if you don't enter my name, you just enter Brain Training for Runners, you're going to find another great book, but that's 680 pages. I mean, whew, you know, it's serious stuff. And the book I wrote, it's... A quick, it's an easy read that's going to give you actual tools you can use straight away to start improving your mental abilities towards running. It's like you know, that car manual that covers everything about the vehicle from the electric to recommended oils to AC settings, but all you want to know is the tire pressure basically. Okay, now back to the topic. How do these issues that eventually could lead to procrastination or to not reaching your goals, how do these issues arise? Issues, well, I mean, the issues that, hey, you you want to run, you have a run goal, but you're lagging behind, you know, and you don't do what you want to be doing. You, you yourself, you've set a goal and not two months in, it already seems like you have been doing everything to conspire against yourselves it seemed like you have been sabotaging your own efforts you know that feeling you had the best excuses the best reasons and now you realize not to run and now you realize hey the time has passed you know it's a mess <laughs> you you can catch up on the times you didn't train yeah i mean you can try to but what's going to happen is you're going to risk injury or honestly you don't even know you know, whilst you're thinking about it, it's, it's not going to happen. All this headspace. And you know what? That's, that's normal. <laughs> Congratulations. It's a, it's a normal process. And uh, by the way, are you normal? <laughs> it reminds me when <laughs> my mum used to say to me when I was a kid, why can't you do things like normal kids? And then, of course, I'd walk around the home, around the house and saying, I'm normal. I'm normal. <laughs> Remember that, mum? <laughs> okay. So the brain, normal behavior, not just yours. All our brains, they have this feature. And let, uh, let's exclude this, the psychos and the people that live far away, isolated on a big patch of land. No, the, the rest of us, our brains, when faced with a setback, that develops into a manifested thought very often if it's a major, major setback. And your target to achieve a certain runtime or run distance, which which might include a BMI you want to reach, and it's it's that day. You don't know when that day comes, but you know it's that day where you realize I'm not making it. I'm not on target, and mentally you you've given up. And the normal behavior, normal people behavior is either you're going to avoid it, <laughs> you're going to talk it out, or you're somehow going to try to cope. Mm, going for a little run, yeah, okay, it might just sort of like soothe the pain, but these things, avoiding it, talking it out, or trying to cope, these are short-term solutions, and to solve this, you need to have skills, and the skills are actually very simple, you know, you need to stop, you need to pause, you need to explore, I'll, I'll go into them just now, you need skills to get over this, and that, that big DNF, that big did not finish, or intense emotion that comes up, um, you don't know what to do, that's when, that's when things get ugly, if you really start to, you've already made that big story about that time when you went to that marathon, hey, and for a lot of you out there, you, you go on a marathon that's abroad, you're traveling internationally, even I've had that, that I traveled somewhere, invested a lot of money, and I didn't reach the run goal that I wanted to reach, because something or other, and 
Next thing you know, you manifest it. You manifest this and you build up this big, big wall. So how are we going to process this? And no, this is not therapy. <laughs> therapy is where you work with another person together over a period of time. This is a podcast, okay? It's a simple podcast where I'm going to try to cram in some solutions that you can grasp. That'll help you get some insight into, into how to improve, how to change that mindset. Or sort of like when it's the first day where you think, you know, Ah, it's the first day of summer, I'm going to go swimming. But you're not sure, you're just going to dip your feet in it. And next thing, you're swimming, you're in there, and it's great, it's refreshing. So, the skills to process those thoughts, those emotions. And yes, it does take skills. Um, have you ever met someone who, who never seems to get off balance? It's usually that person is totally unfazed, whatever the situation is. You know what? Most probably they trained it, they learned it, they did a course, they learned some other tools. Now, how can you work through that setback, that realization, so it doesn't, it doesn't build up and become harmful? Let me give you a quick analogy. Did you know where I live? If you check it out on Google Maps, I live basically on top of a grocery store. Nothing spectacular about it. Veggies, fruits, nuts, you name it, they got it. But I was interested to see where they actually buy the vegetables. And once I joined them to take me to the market, which meant getting up at 3.30 in the morning. Very interesting. You know, do you see what depths I go through to make this podcast? <laughs> anyway, this it, it's a big uh, reseller market and a huge place. A lot of commercial kinds of trucks coming in, unloading pallets of groceries. And of course, the reseller or the buyer had to then open up each pallet, unpack it, check what's inside, ensure it's as expected, and there are the different grades, grade one, grade two, grade three, and then of course repack it, decide what is the quality, and then a price. So to resell it, where at the end of the day, shoppers then decide to buy it, you know, make a great meal out of it or not. Now, some days things go wrong. Hot summer's day, perhaps a refrigeration unit broke down or the veggies arrived, but some of them are spoilt. More stuff coming in, it needs to be offloaded, but the spoilt boxes are not being moved along. It's, it's not happening fast enough. It's not processing fast enough. They're taking up space. What happens? The veggies start to rot. It starts to smell. It starts to spread onto the other vegetables. Next thing, staff are feeling stressed out. They try to find out what's up. Maybe some staff complain to their colleagues. You know, this workplace, it's awful. Or let me attend to the fruit. You know, all looks good there. Let's, let's ignore the vegetables. Basically, some try to not think about the, the oozy, the the. The, the spoiled vegetable cartons because they're sticky, they're leaking, you know, and it's easier to have a reason to avoid this. Now, at some point, the whole box of veggies, and you know this, is going to start to be rotten. Where in the beginning, it was just perhaps two rotten tomatoes, it's half the box, and, and no one wants to touch it. You're not going to sell it. It's not even moving along. It's occupying space, and it confuses the workspace. We, you know, the people cannot work as efficiently as they would like because the palate, the smell, and the sight of the sticky boxes, plus the mere thought of the work it needs to be solved, it, it becomes overwhelming. Can you see the analogy here that I'm building up here? Plus, you, you, you wouldn't want to go and buy fruits or vegetables from this particular store, would you? You know, flies swarming around one palate and, uh, you know, just, just seeing it there. Now, someone decides this needs to change because next thing, the whole space is going to be full of flies. 
So it's time to clear it all out, to make the whole story look and smell pleasant again to the nostrils and look pleasant to the eyes. And this is what happens. Somebody needs to stop and explore. Each box is unpacked, it's checked, and the rotten bunch is found. What do they do? A new clean box is used, the vegetables that are still good are repacked, and after some time there's, there's no hint of rotten fruits or vegetables to be seen. You know? So it, it makes sense talking about vegetables, but what actually goes on in our thoughts. Same thing here. Everything is loaded up. Everything is filling up. I'm not running as I should be running. I'm not fit enough. I've got an injury. How am I going to recover? And the marathon date is coming closer. All those thoughts are going. And next thing, running seems so unattractive. You feel so overwhelmed. What do you need to do? Number one, you need to stop. You need to pause. You need to find the error by breaking it into little pieces. Explore them. Decide whether or not to act. And don't act on the things that are working. You need to act on the things where the error is. That's how these emotions are resolved. And then you can move on. But sometimes, of course, there's that backup. Same in the example I just told. Not just one box with rotten vegetables. Maybe many boxes have arrived. And the amount of flies, next thing, it's like staggering. And you don't even know where to start. It's like, oh, this tremendous workload and it cannot be handled. No, nor is the, hey, you know, let's, let's put them all aside strategy working. Because there simply is, there's no side. You know, the space is backed up with new stocks arriving. And that's what happens with our thought. New information is coming on. New sunglasses, new compression socks, new training plans, new training methods, new diets, you know, new, new training procedures. <laughs> and all these thoughts that stress you, it's something that's actually referred to as, as SUD, subject unit of distress. This goes up. Yes, even in a normal hobby. You don't need to be a war veteran to have a high SUD. <laughs> and... and when this happens inside our brains, when, for example, you've, you've missed a couple of nights of deep sleep, uh, perhaps you've had a bit of a health issue, calf muscle, you can't run like you want to be running, and next thing, your resilience level, it's far below the usual. Your rhythm is out. And even a slow run, you feel out of breath. The next thing, you're going to think, okay, let me skip that run. And your training plan is then suddenly something you can't adhere to you're not even reaching that goal and just you're overwhelmed and those boxes that you keep on finding and you have those unprocessed emotions and one negative thought leads to the next because what you are thinking about is you're going to attract more of that and in response to that it might be that you try not even to think about them and next thing Benny and Jerry's you know it's usually your best friends and it does the trick <laughs> or perhaps you start a blame game some of you you've such a good strategy in place it is so much your, your second nature you'll you'll have to ask someone to help you identify it <laughs> and and to those of you that have the avoid it or talk about it or ignore it strategy even that isn't working anymore and the running field's broken it's just not working. I'm not even a runner anymore. And what we're talking about here is actually the cognitive distortion. It's a reframing of, of thoughts. And the people who know how to process this, how to overcome such a, such a situation, they are usually the ones that are more successful. They can get out of the slum quicker. They can properly ascertain where on a running scale on a fitness level they currently are because to all those of you that have been injured in the past you usually bounce back a lot faster than your doctor told you you would isn't it <laughs> and you too you can learn this 
Maybe you're not good at this because you're so deeply involved in that this negative mindset, the boxes piling up, new thoughts coming in, not clearing it out. And <clears throat> maybe you, you just weren't taught something like that. So for some, once the rotten grocery box arrives, you know, we, we remember that teacher or that friend or that parent who said, you know, you're not made for running. And next thing, it all makes sense. Yes, I'm not made for running. I remember it. It was said to me 30 years ago. It seems to be true now, all of a sudden. So how do we snap out of it? How do we get clarity on this? How do we work through that, that setback? You're not going to find the solution on Instagram. You're not going to find this on Strava. You're not going to find this on Facebook. You're not going to find this anywhere on social media. Why? Because there you're going to find more rotten, spoiled vegetables hidden inside a box somewhere. Because that's that instant gratification that's waiting for you. Like a page, share something, you know. <laughs> hey, but you, meanwhile, you're getting stressed out. You can't even solve a simple issue. So the, the emotion regulation process, that's what you need to focus on. And what happens is you need to do something very, very simple. You need to stop. You need to pause and you need to explore. What are we talking about here? You need to calm down. You need to relax. <laughs> Take a chill pill. <laughs> and you need to find out what function, what process is actually happening here. Where are your views being distorted? That's why I took examples of vegetables coming in. You know, what are you not seeing? We all have filter systems. You know, we all have certain beliefs that we've been that we've been brought up with. Even in regard to our running, there's certain things that we believe that seem to be true for us as a runner. Well, you guys all might be different, but for me, it's like this: <laughs> normal. I'm normal. <laughs> so what you need to do, stop, pause and explore. And what's going to happen is, as you practice this, the stopping, the pausing, the exploring, you're going to start developing a new trait, a new process inside of yourself because the emotions, they are deeper than, 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 than any thoughts that you basically have. It's, that's what drives you. So you need to realign yourself. You need to get out of that groove. And <clears throat> by having a new process in place, which is just so simple, stop, I'm going overboard here, I need to pause, I need to explore. That's what the guys do in the grocery business. They stop the work. They're going to pause it and they're going to explore where is the issue coming up. And then they're going to fix that. And that's what you need to do if you're currently in such a rut. That's how you need to act on it. That's a value that you're developing in yourself. And that is the ta-da moment. <laughs> so you've been listening to this podcast now for about, what, 20 minutes? You don't just need to listen to this podcast. You need to do this. You need to stop. You need to pause. And you need to explore. And that is so simple to remember. And if you meet somebody who's currently in a rut, you need to tell them this. You need to share this. Hey, why not share this podcast today with one person who you think could be needing this type of message? I want to finish off with something here. It's out of the Bible. Hebrews, now faith is assured of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. These are things you cannot see. So, have faith. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Heiko. 
God bless you. And remember, take it easy.